This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Ram Raviv. Ram is the CEO and co-founder of Podblade and the host of Spreading Success Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, really excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Awesome. Yeah, so I originally started out liking entrepreneurship and marketing when I was around 15 or 16. I know you have Crushing It by Gary Vee. I also have it somewhere. Oh, I actually have it right here. I got a signed copy. Um, and yeah, it was it was great kind of looking at some of the content that he was posting because no one else was really, or else at least that I saw was really kind of talking about it. And he really spoke um, to me when he was talking about all those different things about entrepreneurship and starting your own business. And I didn't really think it was possible until I started hearing it from him and, you know, seeing that other people were actually able to do it. So I started playing with the online world. Everyone's tried dropshipping before. I was one of those people, lost a lot of money there. And then I started my podcast and then ultimately saw a need for a podcast editing company because I had my own show. I knew exactly what needed to be done and what was being overcharged by people and what was not uh, seeing enough of. And so I just brought it to the market. And, and from there, the rest is history. Nice. And uh, I, I saw on, uh, on TikTok, you have uh, a decent account. And uh, it was fed by I think, the Google post, have you utilized or leveraged TikTok at all to grow your show? Or how have you uh, basically, I mean, I'm just speaking, asking you from podcaster, podcaster, but I mean, I've used social, I've used TikTok, I've seen decent numbers in terms of, you know, engagement and, and growth and downloads and plays. Have you utilized TikTok or anything else to kind of, you know, grow your audience? Yeah, so I've tried using TikTok before I made that account that you saw. And, and that was crazy, by the way, it just blew up overnight. But in terms of using it for the podcast, I've tried creating snippets for it. It just didn't convert for the platform. It's not very... Uh, eye-catching. It's just like, you know, a wave or even if it's just a captioned social media video, it just doesn't do the trick. Um, and I was doing a lot of research on the algorithm for when that video did go viral. And for me, at least the components just didn't kind of click. So that's really how um, that worked for me. But I have kind of utilized TikTok for my personal brand. I was just having fun with it, to be honest. I was posting uh, podcasting content as in tutorials on how to do things in hopes of getting more business, not from a podcaster side of things. So that's what I tried. And it was decent. I was getting a couple thousand views. And then I was like, uh, why not just try something else? So I just tried posting. I was I was at an event in, in Vegas and I just saw this huge gumball machine. So I was like, why not just make a video about it? And there's like big... Uh, coin from Google. It was it was pretty eye catching. It was pretty unique, and no one else was doing it. And so um, it allowed me to gain over three hundred and fifty thousand followers overnight. And that video has close to thirty two million views right now. Yeah, I mean that that kind of tells to always testing and figuring stuff out. I mean, I have different types of content. I mean, I'm a foster parent in my personal life, so like one sixty minute clip. 60 minute, 60 second clip about like my experiences or what I've experienced when, you know, children go home or whatever. 
it took like 30 seconds to edit whatever title I'll put in there. And then I woke up and it had like a hundred thousand views. So, I mean, it's one of those things that a testament about, you know, really testing content and seeing how you can leverage things and how you can promote either if it's not working for your business or your podcast, like your personal brand, it may elevate your personal brand. And then it could be a launching pad to get people or funnel them to a YouTube channel, your website or somewhere else. So I think like the key there is to always test. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, this was so out of the blue. It's not like I was doing podcasting content and I just tried podcast hosting or something like that. I went from, and and it was just a fun idea. It wasn't, I wasn't planning on continuing it. And then I saw that it did so well. So I started shifting away from the podcast content, started shifting into this, these like viral catchy loop videos. And then I kind of got bored of it. So I stopped doing it, but that that it was a fun couple of months. It was in January till about, I'd say March or April. And then I gave up. I actually got back into it uh, a few days ago, just kind of get back on the platform. I don't have the app on my phone anymore, but I just wanted to kind of see any updates. I know they have the creator program, which compensates people similar to YouTube. So I just wanted to check it out. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a really promising platform. And I'm sure there's some angle that podcasters can use. I just haven't found it yet. Yeah, I mean, it depends. It has to be kind of like uh, newsworthy or related, like works really well. So, I mean, I had a guest that the episode launched. It was about, he wrote a book, but he was born during the Detroit uh, uh, riots in like the 60s. So basically he's a product, his mom, biological mom and dad were both married to two different people, had an affair at work. And I mean, and basically gave him up for adoption. So it's one of those things where like riots and, you know, different, you know, racial issues. And it really like went live at the right time, I guess. And it wasn't really like on purpose. Like I didn't shuffle my episodes around. Let me pick one that connects well now. But it's one of those things like riding a wave in terms of what's going viral, if there's a song or a sound that goes viral. So, I mean, it's really, really testing with anything, any platform or anything like that. I mean, with podcasting, I mean, I take a lot of feedback from other podcasters, from guests, different things like titles. So my titles before were just like the guest name, who he is and what he does or what she does. And then, you know, somebody gave me feedback. All right, why don't you put like the general consensus or the topic, you know, or talking point about that interview? So because a lot of people, if it's not somebody like, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk or somebody like that, where they have notable appeal and already kind of a established brand, you're not necessarily going to know who that person is or really listen to the episode based on that description. So I think really testing things, regardless of what you're doing is important. Yeah. So what motivates you to succeed? Obviously, that could have been a little different, you know, a year, two, three years ago, but what currently motivates you to succeed? Yeah, for me, the ultimate goal is is the freedoms. And I'm, I'm sure you've heard it, time, location, and financial. For me, that's exactly what I want to do. Um, I also recently adopted a life of, of minimalism. I started to kind of do the thing where I wear the same black shirt every day. This is a sweatshirt, so it's an exception. Um, but yeah, I, my, the goal is to ultimately find something and, and it sounds cliche that I'm that I'm passionate about, but at the same time gives me that freedom and also obviously financial freedom. So for example, um, I was talking to uh, my dad and he does uh, real estate and he was telling me like, hey, like I'm a slave to this real estate thing. Like it gives me, you know, it's, it's great financially and I don't even have that much time freedom, but it, it pays the bills, you know, but for me, I'm looking for somebody that kind of can fulfill all three freedoms. And for me, 
something like Podblade where I can work from my computer from wherever I want, you know, the income potential is there and the, the time freedom is there, you know, with systems and automations now with this, this new world. So a lot, a lot of the older people are, are definitely jealous that we have the capability to, to build uh, online platforms like that. So definitely um, the, all, it all ties into to the three freedoms. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. I think I saw a meme about, you know, somebody that has money now, but no time, they can't use it and vice versa, no money, but a lot of time, but it's like hitting that sweet spot, not for everybody, because, you know, I don't attest to everybody has to live their life a certain way, like a digital nomad or a minimalist, they can do what's best for them. But like, I agree personally, figuring something out where you're not tied necessarily to a location or worried about where your next paycheck is coming from. So figuring what you're passionate about and with the internet, like you said, automation, different software and technology as a whole, that's a lot more possible than it was in the past. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it, even with uh, advancements in technology, you know, I have a lot of virtual assistants on my team, so I can communicate with them from around the world. So I don't even need something like an office. So it doesn't matter how big the organization gets, I won't need an office because I've, again, built those systems, have uh, employees from all around the world, and it's just able to kind of flow very, very naturally um, in, in that system. Yeah, I agree. And I think with the internet, especially with, with 2020 in terms of what came around on a global scale, it, it showed that people can work productively remotely for traditional businesses that had brick and mortar locations, you know, tech companies that didn't necessarily allow a lot of freedom, but it opened up also a lot of talent globally. So it's a competitive landscape, but you can find anyone around the world that may do something better or just as well as somebody in a more competitive market. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it also allows the employees to also live the, the freedom of location, uh, not as much time and maybe not as much financial, but time freedom is one of the things that's kind of the least common with even entrepreneurs and people that work nine to five. So uh, that definitely helps them uh, with, with the location as well as just freeing up a little, a little more of their time, you know, the commute, stuff like that definitely helps. Yeah, I agree. So what's one thing you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? Yes, yeah, so I was extremely, extremely messy with just my life, my brain. Uh, and now I've kind of uh, allowed myself to time block every, you know, half an hour of my day, there, there's something there. And so instead of living on autopilot and just kind of going with the flow, I've been very disciplined in, in what I choose to give my energy to. That's why the same thing with the black shirt. I started doing that in January. I never have to match. I never have to, you know, get the newest Gucci, any, anything like that. It's very simple. It's plain. It works. And I figured out that you can actually wear black shirts everywhere. You could wear it to, you know, school, you could wear it to work, you could wear it to a friend's house, you could wear it on a date, you could wear it to, you know, uh, an event. So I realized like, this is the secret. I can now wear this every single day and there's not a problem. And I have like a, a little Tony Robbins necklace that I wear to kind of go along with it. But yeah, ultimately for me, it's, it's just the, the ability to focus on what actually matters and to ignore everything else. So I would always have, you know, all these different clothes and my closet would be packed and my room would be messy. And so I kind of, I actually got rid of my desk, which was like half of my room. It was like this L shaped desk. I got rid of it. I put like a, a nice like beanbag chair and I've just been focusing a lot on, on just decluttering my time and, you know, the, the physical space around me. I think that's been huge for me. And a lot of people are just still caught up in the hype, especially for me 
Um, I'm 19, turning 20 on Sunday. So, you know, kids my age are not really thinking about these things in, in the way that I am. And so I'm really blessed to have kind of figured out what I wanted at such an early age and be able to kind of adopt those habits starting now to, to kind of help build my future. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's good to start things and gain perspective as early as possible because then you have that much more time to get to where you want to go or pivot or, you know, what the next thing for you is. I mean, obviously, you may want to move on to a different business venture and things of that nature, but there's a million things going on in every person's life, regardless if they're a CEO, you know, a host of a show, uh, an actor, an athlete. So it's like that prioritizing the day and really figuring out what are those most important things you need to have done or focusing on that, like you said, declutters. And, and there's so much stuff. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not going to knock people that gain some level of success and then treat themselves to something. But it's one of those things, okay, if I buy a watch for five bucks and I buy a watch for 5,000, it still tells time. You know what I mean? So the function is the same. It's just like that status symbol or whatever society has told you that that equates to success. Yeah. And the same thing I've also realized is in, in terms of decluttering is getting rid of distractions. So there's a lot of things uh, in your life and the whole kind of concept of minimalism and, and focus is what is just getting rid of things in your life that don't provide value. And for me, there was a lot of things that, you know, were cool and I liked, or, you know, we're just kind of there. And I'm like, you know, I'll use this eventually. And then I kind of realized there's this rule that I heard, forgot who said it, but if you can replace it with $20 in 20 minutes or less, then get rid of it. And it, that's kind of a great way to start decluttering your life. And, and similarly to, to that, uh, social media has definitely been one of the, the mental um, distractions for me. And so for me personally, I use an app called uh, hashtag block it on, on iOS. I'm not sure if it's on Android, but it just removes the feed from all social media platforms. You can kind of choose the different ones. And so you don't have the app installed. You just use it through Safari. And so you can still check your DMs. It's not like you have to delete the app completely. You can still do business, uh, but it just definitely is cleaned. Um, my brain essentially allowed and allowed me to focus on what moves needle forward. Um, and don't get me wrong. Of course, you know, having fun is awesome. And I definitely have activities, um, that, that really do serve me in, in a fun way, but stuff like that. I, again, it's just my personal opinion, but that, that clutter can definitely harm you long-term. Yeah. I mean, and, and social media addiction is a real thing and people look at social media and social media is not an accurate lens or depiction of a person's life. I mean, it's a highlight reel and people think, oh, they're living this best life, but they're actually facing the same struggles and problems as you are. So looking at social media or constantly just being gratified by, you know, I got a thousand likes on something and then you get 10 on something else and then you're just depressed about it. That's a complete, you know, mind thing that you need to get out of your life if you can. Yeah. And again, it's not for everybody. I, this is just kind of what brings me fulfillment. So for some people being on social media, 24 hours a day, you know, that's some people's jobs, obviously, you know, influencers, stuff like that, a hundred percent respect it. And you know what, it could always be a phase two years from now. I could be like, what was I thinking? I love social media. But again, this is kind of what I'm discovering now as I'm, you know, building the business, as I'm improving my relationships with family, just becoming an overall, um, just more connected person to, to the present moment. And, and again, focusing on, on what's important. So what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience, personal or professional? Yeah, so that's that's a hard one. I mean, again, for me, the, the main thing that I've realized in the past, I would say two years or so, is the power of systems and automation 
that's been the the biggest thing for me because I came out of high school thinking that I knew everything about business, everything about entrepreneurship, you know, nothing can, can stop me. Oh, I took a few business classes, you know, I know everything, but definitely didn't work like that. Uh, and the biggest thing is, is systems and automations, whether that's hiring a team of virtual assistants, whether that's using things like Zapier for automations to go th- uh, to allow things to kind of sync automatically. Um, it's huge. It saves you so much time. You can go from working a full time, time job to working for a few hours a week just by systems and automation. And I think, again, that that ties into one of the freedoms, which is time freedom. And, you know, you, it's not about time and equaling money because you can work for two, three hours a week. And if you set, if you've taken the time and the effort to set things up correctly, when you're first getting started, it will save you tons of time, energy, and overall resources in the future. So, um, and and I think this also relates to online businesses and, and to not to to even brick and mortar and personal businesses. Um, It definitely has a a very, very important role. And I think I've also kind of uh, programmed myself to think of systems in a way in my personal life as well. So I think that's definitely important to kind of have that mindset. How can I make things more efficient? How can I make things automatic? And how can I, you know, delegate and if necessary, even eliminate? Yeah, there's so many things in your life that you can get off your plate with automation or simply like figuring out the value of your time. So, I mean, not everybody has to do it, but like for me, okay, do I want to mow the lawn? Okay. That's going to take me an hour. What can I do with that hour? Uh, can I outsource it to somebody else, you know, have a lawn company come and do it or do I want to keep doing? I mean, some people may enjoy it. Some people not, but it's valuing your time in terms of value to you and not necessarily like a monetary value. Like you said, because time you can't get back. I mean, I can always lose my business or lose something, but I know I have the capabilities in terms of the knowledge and experiences to get it back. But with time, it really doesn't matter because you're not going to get that time back. Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of people, and, and like you said, there's some things that you like to do. And I, I would not say to automate or to delegate that, but I would say to automate and delegate as much as you can for everything else and allow you to focus. And, and uh, I think Brian Donovan calls it your... Um, I forgot what it's called, but it's like your, your most essential task and the things that you're best at and things that you love to do and you're good at. And so to just focus all your energy on those and whatever you can, uh, even if you're good at it, but you don't enjoy it, it's not worth it, especially because nowadays you can get your whatever task you need done for about three to four dollars an hour. So everyone's time is worth um I mean, again, it depends what business model you're in. Some people are doing high ticket closing. Some people are, are just starting out. So it depends, but um, it, it's really all about valuing your time, like you said, and and how can you make things easier, make your life easier and just live a, a more clutter-free life. Yeah, I agree. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Yeah. So the company that uh, we mentioned in the beginning is called Podblade. It's a podcast editing company. We work with marketing agencies, podcast coaches, and we allow them to offer uh, podcasting services to their own clients. So it's sort of like a white label thing, but we also do podcast editing for, uh, you know, B2C regular clients. So if you're looking for podcast editing, you could check out podblade.com, P-O-D, B-L-A-D-E.com. And if you want to find me on Instagram, my username is Ram Raviv, just my full name, R-O-M-R-A-V-I-V. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Awesome. Thank you for having me. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.